Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. What is going on, sports fans? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on a Tuesday as I'm doing a special show, as I've got a lot to cover, so stick around. We got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Hawks snapping a two-game losing streak by defeating the Minnesota Timberwolves up in Minnesota The New England Patriots do it with defense to beat the Buffalo Bills and take sole possession of the AFC East, and they are now the number one seed in the AFC. Boy, Bill Belichick is doing a phenomenal job coaching. And we had a huge upset in college basketball as Texas Southern takes down Florida. And I have a special announcement at the end of the show. So let's go right into the show. So the Atlanta Hawks, they break a two-game losing streak by defeating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last night, 121 to 110, and they did it with the season high from newly acquired Atlanta Hawks, Timothy Luawu Cabaret, the Frenchman. He scored 23 points. But what was impressive about the Hawks, they shot 25 of 49, 51% behind the arc, and they defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 121 to 110. Danilo Gallinari chipped in 20 points off the bench. The Hawks have to weather the storm. I know they have Cam Reddish out. They have DeAndre Hunter out. Onyeka Kongru is out. The Hawks just got to sneak into the playoffs. Once they get into the playoffs, I have all the confidence in the world that they can win a playoff series. The big question is, can they compete with the likes of Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago? Chicago looks very impressive. They will be tested this Friday because on ESPN at State Farm Arena, they will take on the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, the Nets are 16-7. and They have the best record in the NBA. The one team I'm really impressed about in the Eastern Conference is the Chicago Bulls. Say what you want about the Bulls. They are a young team, but they have a lot of cast-offs. They have a lot of players that nobody else wanted. Alex Caruso, the Lakers didn't want him. They just shipped him to Chicago. DeMar DeRozan, underrated player for the San Antonio Spurs. He gets the big contract in Chicago. And then Lonzo Ball. Everybody thought that Lonzo Ball was a bust because he couldn't fit with LeBron. But Lonzo Ball is actually a pretty good player, a good point guard that can pass the ball. That's one of his strengths. Chicago had no problem against the Denver Nuggets, 109-97 to last night. Other games in the NBA, the Warriors back on track after drubbing the Orlando Magic, 126-95. to The Orlando Magic is the worst team in the NBA. This team is awful, even worse than the Houston Rockets. At least the Houston Rockets have Jalen Green, who could be promising one day, and they do have some pieces from those teams that had James Harden that went to the playoffs. The Orlando Magic, and I used to be a fan of the Magic, Back in the 90s with Shaq and Penny. Magic can only have success if they get lightning in a bottle by drafting a superstar. I don't understand why they would just cast off these coaches like Stan Van Gundy, who's a very good coach. But when they had Dwight Howard and they went to the NBA Finals in 2009, then 
before, when they had Shaq and Penny, they went to the NBA Finals in 1995. And by the way, that ESPN 30 for 30, this magic moment, a great underrated ESPN 30 for 30, talking about the history of the Orlando Magic and how they struck lightning in a bottle by getting the number one pick once again in 1993. Remember, they drafted Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. Then the odds were not in their favor. That's a reference to the Hunger Games. They only had one ping pong ball, but they got it. And they get the number one draft pick. They draft Chris Webber. And on the night of the draft, I remember, because I listened to it on the radio when I was a kid, that the Orlando Magic traded Chris Webber to the Golden State Warriors for three future first-round draft picks and Penny Hardaway. A great fit. He's now the head coach at Memphis. Shaq and Penny were like dynamic duo But the problem was, you're a great basketball team. You should have won the title in 1995. I think the whole Nick Anderson three-throws in game one against the Houston Rockets was just the nail in the coffin. And then they had a very good team in 96, but guess what? The Chicago Bulls were the greatest team of all time, and they met them in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Chicago Bulls ended up sweeping them. And then they broke up, and that's one of the heartbreaks. I think of when superstars leave teams... I know the running joke is, well, did Shaq make his money in Orlando or did he make his money in L.A.? Well, everybody knows he made his money in college. But no, Shaq went to the Lakers in 1996. That was a joke from the movie Basketball, so don't take that seriously. Athletes were not getting paid back then. Come on. Athletes were not getting paid in college. So, with that being said, Big Magic fan, very disappointed that they are struggling once again. They are the worst team in the NBA, 5-20. Well, I take that back. The Detroit Pistons are 4-19, but they do have the number one draft pick in Cade Cunningham, who looks very good. He has potential. And then Jeremy Grant is one of those types of scores. Detroit is just not the same after the whole 2014 that was very special with Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. They had a team with no Hall of Famers win the NBA title. That is amazing. But the Detroit Pistons, uh, they do have some promise, but it's hard to see Eastern Conference with any of those teams can make the playoffs. I just don't see the Magic or the Pistons competing. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks have the 10th seed. They would get into the play-in game if the season ended today. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, very surprising. They're 13-12 because when LeBron left, the Cavaliers were left for dead. They were not a very talented team, but Evan Mobley has come on as of late and the Cavaliers actually look pretty good and they can compete because Evan Mobley has got them competing at a much better level and they're a playoff team I think that they are going to make the playoffs they lost to the Jazz a couple nights ago but Darius Garland very talented point guard you know what's surprising is the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing this without Colin Sexton they still have Kevin Love so they have some veteran leadership that has gone to NBA Finals even though it was with LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers look pretty promising all right moving on to Monday night football last night in that blizzard the New England Patriots somehow found a way to defeat the Buffalo Bills 14 to 10 despite Mac Jones only throwing three passes I don't know how the Patriots are doing this I actually thought that they would regress after losing Tom Brady I thought that they were exactly who they were a 7 and 19 from last year Bill Belichick is the coach of the year you're doing this with a rookie quarterback which I had my doubts on Mac Jones I thought that he was a system quarterback that had great talent around him at Alabama, but I was wrong. Mac Jones is very disciplined. He's accurate. He makes the great decisions that a rookie usually doesn't make, but he is 
thriving in this system. And the Patriots won the offseason last year. They went and got high-priced free agents. They had eight players on defense opt out because of COVID in 2020. And now Bill Belichick has got them 9-4. and four. They're in first place in the AFC East, and they have the number one seed in the AFC. Don't look now, but I think the Patriots could make it to the Super Bowl. And that would really upset a lot of Patriot haters. I don't know if you hated Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, but we could have a scenario where the Patriots take on the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. How great would that be for ratings? I don't know. I think I'd watch it, but Bill Belichick has done a great job. And the New England Patriots, they don't beat themselves. They're the most disciplined team in the NFL, and they have a great defense. That just goes to show you the big question was, can Bill Belichick win without Tom Brady, and can Tom Brady win without Bill Belichick? They're both doing great. Why don't we just take it at face value that Brady and Belichick were the best coach combination of all time, and even without each other, they're still great. Oh, it's so frustrating, especially if you're a fan of other teams that just can't get a break. And then, of course, the New England Patriots, they will play on Saturday night on the 18th, so they have a bye. (laughs) Good luck trying to beat the Patriots off a bye. They travel to Indianapolis on the 18th of December to take on the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts are 7-6. and They're starting to look like a playoff team. They are built very well with Jonathan Taylor. They have some great defensive players, Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner. The Indianapolis Colts are very well run organization. That's going to be a great game. And then they have to turn around and take on the Buffalo Bills once again. The one game I'm really looking forward to, that final game of the season, Mac Jones versus Tua. Tua Tagovailova has come on as of late. The Dolphins are the hottest team in the NFL. One good thing about Tua is he is very accurate. He is not making the big mistake and he is a perfect fit for the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins have found their quarterback. You don't have to be the big superstar with the big cannon. You could be an accurate quarterback that doesn't have a big arm. Drew Brees did not have a big arm, but he had very good footwork. He had very good quick release. That's why it didn't really matter if the Saints didn't have a bad offensive line or a good offensive line. He got the ball out quick and he was highly accurate. You could be that in this league and be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think Tua fits what the Dolphins want to do. All right, last night in college basketball, we had a big upset. Texas Southern takes down number 20, Florida. And then tonight, Georgia will take on Jacksonville. Coming off their big win over the Memphis Tigers at Stegman Coliseum. Just giving some of the love to the local team. How about Columbus State? The Cougars are 7-1, off to a great start. They will take on Clafton College next week. Some of the other local games in Georgia. Mercer gets a victory on the road against Coastal Carolina, and Georgia State gets back into the win column after beating Voorhees. Georgia Tech is actually trying to bounce back from their loss to North Carolina at home on Sunday. They're 5-3 and three on the season. They will have a tournament on the 11th this Saturday as they will take on the undefeated LSU Tigers. And that game will be at State Farm Arena. So they are moving away from McCamish Pavilion to play that game. I tell you, in January, when we have conference tournament play, I'm definitely going to go back to five days a week. I'm doing this show today because I just have a special announcement that I want to say for the end of the show. So with that, I'm very happy that Columbus State is 7-1. All the local teams here in Columbus are doing great, and I'm going to start centering this podcast around the local teams in Columbus. So this Friday and Saturday, the Columbus River Dragons will take on the Beanham Tim Black Bears. Right now, 
looking at the leaders in the clubhouse, Dawson Day is leading the way with 12 points. He's got six goals and six assists on the season. Your leading goal scorer is Austin Day, followed by Jay Krupp, who's got five goals on the year. Columbus is on a two-game winning streak, and they are currently in fourth place in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Right now, the top team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League is the Watertown Wolves at 9-2, and two, followed by the Danbury Hattricks at 9-3. and three. So Columbus knows those are the teams they have to beat if they want to get a better seating when it comes to playoff time. But the Columbus River Dragons doing a good job this year at the Civic Center. I tell you, the Civic Center is going to be really crowded because with the inaugural season of the Columbus Rapids on December the 30th, I was looking at the schedule. That's their opener against the Fayetteville Fury. And then the Columbus River Dragons have a game on New Year's Eve on the 31st. So the workers at the Civic Center are going to have to change that ice out constantly because we have another team at the Civic Center going to be playing. And on that note, I will leave you with my special announcement. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know that I made the announcement yesterday, but it is official. I will be the new play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids FC, the inaugural indoor soccer team. This is an inaugural league, and there will be four teams in this league, and the Columbus Rapids will take on the Fayetteville Fury on December the 30th. Now, I'll be calling the game on their YouTube channel and the local cable station beam tv in east alabama and i am excited for this opportunity now i've called soccer before when i was in college at freed harbor university in 2002 and that was the inaugural season then and one thing about soccer indoor soccer is a lot different than regular soccer i'm a big fan of atlanta united i listen to their games on the radio but indoor soccer is going to be much more fast-paced it's going to look like arena football and it's going to have practically hockey rules and that is going to be fun and I would recommend highly recommend that you come out and catch a game at the Columbus Civic Center the opener is December the 30th and I am really looking forward to it I'm still going to be the PA announcer for Russell County High basketball none of the games conflict with the rapid schedule so I will do both I was supposed to call a game tonight against Booker T. Washington at the Russell County Gymnasium. However, that game got moved to Booker T. Washington. So more than likely, the away game on January the 4th will be a home game, but that has not been confirmed yet. I'm not sure about that situation, but my next game will be this Friday night as the Russell County Warriors will take on the Smith Station Panthers. That should be fun. And then I got a game Saturday. They will take on the Eufaula Tigers. Then I got a game next week, and they're taking on Opelika. So a busy couple of weeks before the Christmas holidays. Luckily, I'll have a Christmas break. But I also want to make an announcement that I will be broadcast in the Coaches Show live at El Carzurito Mexican Restaurant in Columbus off Whittlesley Drive. It's right across the street from Academy Sports. I really am looking forward to that opportunity so I can interview the coaches and get excited about Columbus Rapids season. So fun times in Columbus. It is a great time to be a sports fan in Columbus. I've lived in Columbus since 2015. This is the first time that I've seen four professional sports teams in Columbus. We have the River Dragons, the Lions, the Chattahoots, and now the Rapids. As I take my podcast into the direction of covering Columbus sports, I want to focus on those four teams. I'm a fan of all four teams. The Chattahoots had a great season reaching the Sun Belt Championship League, but however, lost to the Alpharetta Aviators. But they got into the playoffs, 
and they caught fire. And I'm looking forward to the 2022 season. The Columbus River Dragons won the Ignite Cup for 2021, and the Columbus Lions made the playoffs. So very successful sports teams in Columbus. That is always great. So as official, we did have some more college hires in college football as Mario Cristobal accepts the position to be the head coach at Miami. Joe Brady got fired in Carolina. He's going to be the next hot offensive coordinator in college football. Somebody's going to grab Joe Brady. He's a Miami native. Does he become the offensive coordinator at Miami? You got Brent Venables going to Oklahoma. So the defensive coordinator position at Clemson is available. And now that leaves the head coaching position at Oregon. Who is going to take the head coaching job at Oregon? There's speculations it might be Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly may leave UCLA and go back to Oregon. What about Brian Harson? for Auburn. Does he go take a job at the Pac-12 because he is more of a Pac-12 guy? There was talks about him taking the Washington job. He coached at Boise State. There's a possibility he could do that as well. But as the rumor mill continues about the coach at Oregon, and that is a pretty good job. You have a lot of money with Phil Knight and Nike. And Oregon's tradition in the last 20 years has been fun, exciting, hurry-up offense They reached the national title game twice, but failed to win. They took on Auburn in the 2010 season in the 2011 national championship game. And then they took on Ohio State in the 2014 season in the 2015 national title game. However, they failed to accomplish their goal. The 2015 national championship was the year Marcus Mariota won the Heisman Trophy. So as I get closer to these bowl games, and I'll try to preview all the bowl games, but all eyes are set on Alabama and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl and Georgia and Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Alabama is a two-touchdown favorite, but does Cincinnati have enough to stay with Alabama? I think Alabama wins and they will move on to the national championship game. Right now, they are the odds-on favorite to win their second straight national championship, which they have not done since 2011 and 2012. What's at stake here? Nick Saban's seventh national championship with Alabama, his eighth overall. That would pass Bear Bryant. Is that enough for Nick Saban to finally call it quits and retire. Alabama fans don't want to hear that. Nick Saban's going to coach for 10 more years. If you're a Georgia fan, what is it going to take to finally beat Alabama? The running joke is, well, Nick Saban's going to have to retire. Well, let's get serious. Georgia was clearly the better team going into that game against Alabama. Does Georgia make adjustments? Will the adjustments be enough to overcome Alabama in the national championship if they can get past Michigan? Because Alabama's not going to have John Minchie. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. Do they put all their focus on Jamison Williams? And do they try to stop Bryce Young by blitzing and giving him pressure? Because nothing was working. That offensive line was a wall that gave Bryce Young plenty of time to throw the football. And the big question on Georgia fans' mind is, do they finally go to JT Daniels? Look, I like what Stetson Bennett has done so far, but he is not the type of quarterback that can get into a shootout with another quarterback. Now, the matchup against Michigan, and I have some friends that are Michigan fans. This is a great matchup. Georgia taking on Michigan. They haven't played each other since the 1960s, and I'm a fan of Jim Harbaugh. Everybody knows he was the coach of the 49ers, and I'm a big 49ers fan from 2011 to 2014. 
And he is a great coach. He turns around programs. He finally gets Michigan into the college football playoff after struggling last year. He's clearly the right guy for Michigan. He finally gets over the hump by beating Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. I like Michigan. Michigan's a good story. I'm glad to see somebody in the Big Ten, in the college football playoff, other than Ohio State. I was getting sick and tired of Ohio State. I had Ohio State fatigue in the Big Ten, and now it's Michigan's turn. And I think Michigan could give Georgia a good game, but Georgia is a touchdown favorite for a reason because they still have a very good team. Michigan's got a lot of strengths. They can run the football, but Georgia can stop the run. The key for Michigan to win this game is the vertical passing. They've got to get the wide receivers open in space, and they have to put pressure on whoever quarterback is behind center for the Georgia Bulldogs. Aiden Hutchinson, who's expected to be the number one overall draft pick in the NFL, has got to get pressure and cause the Georgia quarterback, whether it's Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels, to make mistakes. So we have four finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud and Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and Michigan defensive end Arian Hutchinson. The big question is why didn't Will Anderson get considered? Because he has had a monster season. He just didn't really put up monster numbers against Auburn and Georgia because they were trying to run the football. It's clearly Bryce Young's Heisman to lose. Bryce Young is going to win this Heisman Trophy. It's not even. It's not even going to be close. And Alabama will have their first quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy. How special has it been in the last ten years since Nick Saban took over in Alabama that Alabama is going to have three Heisman Trophy winners? They hadn't have. They didn't have one. Not one against. Not one under Bear Bryant. Not one under Gene Stallings or any of these other coaches that Alabama had. Mike Dubose, Mike Shula. Nick Saban comes in. That's an accomplishment right there that Nick Saban is going to have three Heisman trophies and seven national championships, allegedly, because I think that Alabama will win the national championship. You can book it. Nick Saban is the greatest head coach of all time in any sport. And I'm talking about John Wooden at UCLA. I'm talking about Phil Jackson in the NBA. Red Algerbach for the Boston Celtics. Casey Stengel for the Yankees. He is the best coach of all time, and it's not even close. Even better than Bill Belichick. I think that Nick Saban is one and Bill Belichick's number two. Seriously. Boy, we've had a fun show. And I want to try to do this show as often as I can. I said I was going back to three days a week this week, but I just I had to do a show because there was a lot of information I had to put out. And I had to break that announcement on my show that I am now the voice of the Columbus Rapids. I am so excited for this opportunity. I cannot wait. I've been studying up indoor soccer on YouTube. I've been memorizing the players and their numbers. And let me tell you something. If you're in the Columbus area, you are going to get a show. And I'm going to make sure that that broadcast sounds so amazing. And you know me, I get excited. If you hear me doing the PA announcing for Russell County basketball, I just got so excited when they beat Central. They stormed the court. Just You could hear the reflection of my voice. I felt like I almost lost my voice. But that's something I don't want to lose, you know, because I've got a voice that I just want to save and maintain. But thank you for listening to my podcast. That is it. That is all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all the listeners, subscribers, people that have commented on my Facebook page. We are just getting started. As we wrap up 2021, I will have a special show. It will be the last Wednesday of 2021 on December the 29th. I will have a special show, the year in review for 2021. The main focus will be the Columbus Sports 
But I will also talk about the Braves winning the World Series, Alabama winning the National Championship, Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. I will break down all the sports for 2021. If anybody in the Columbus area would like to be a guest on that podcast, somebody in the media in Columbus, inbox me on my Facebook page. We can make it happen. I plan on doing five shows that week, calling a game the following day. Then we will talk about everything that's going on in Columbus sports. Christmas week, I plan on doing just three shows that week. So next week, I'm going back to three shows. I just did a special show for today. I'm not doing a show on Thursday. I'm going to do a show tomorrow. I'm going to do a show on Friday. And then the week of the 13th through the 17th, I'm going back to three days a week. So just that week, December 27th through the 31st, I am doing five shows that week because I have several people that I'm looking to interview. So I'm going to have some special shows. And then starting January 3rd, 2022, I'm going back to five days a week. I hope that everybody has a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.